The Korean Football Club podcast is kindly sponsored by The Lodge Hotel, famous for food, functions and fantastic value. Hello, welcome once again to the official Korean FC podcast. Uh, following another eventful week, following the Bandsiders, it's uh, it's never dull, that's for sure. Um, first of all, a big thank you once again, as ever, to our podcast sponsors, the Lodge Hotel. Um, I'm just reading this week um, details of their New Year's Eve ball, and I know. It sounds like a long time away, but believe me, it comes around very quickly when you're planning these things. And uh, according to the lodge, the, 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 you know, they have plans already in place. If you don't fancy hosting a, a party at home, uh, the Lodge Hotel has it covered. Beginning with a drinks reception on arrival, a five-course carvery meal and plenty of music uh, entertainment after dinner as well. So um, tickets are currently on sale. If you fancy that, get in touch with the Lodge Hotel or check out their website for further details. So, anyway, uh, as I say, it's been an eventful week following the uh, the Bandsiders as ever. Jonathan McNabb is with me once again. Uh, Johnny, we will probably dissect some of the the action later in the programme. But um, first of all, your your initial thoughts on, on what's been a, a an up and down kind of a week. Ah, it's been a bit of a, a crazy one, obviously. Um, Crusaders, yeah, I don't really think we laid a glove on them, to be honest. I think, you know, we're one that all down. And obviously, look, Or made the right decision to, to go and chase the game. And, and look, obviously, that left gaps at the back. And, and obviously, Crusaders exploited them. So, bad game, we, we never really looked like scoring, did we? Um, I think, obviously, Tuesday against Bangor. Um, to be fair, I thought Bangor were very, very good. Thought they were well organised, didn't give us much space. Um, obviously, games like that, you need to try and score early and get an early goal. And it never came, and then obviously we scored by the eighty ninth minute, and you're you're thinking you're done. And obviously, there's there's a penalty. Um, I think it was Andy Scott maybe gave it away from from what I gather. I, I genuinely don't know. Uh, but to be fair, the players obviously look after their last two results and everything that's gone with it. They they rally round and an extra time and go through and. I suppose uh, the extra half an hour was worth it. They, they see Lee Lynch's goal. It was a some strike. And um, as Orrin said after the match, it'd be great if he could, he could do that a bit more often. But look, um, well, he won 2-1 two, two or 9-1. So, you know, you, you still progress it in, in the next round. So, um, fingers crossed now that we can get a, another home tie and, and see what, what what we can do. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, it's I mean, I, I've heard other, I think, in fact, Maybe it was David Healy, I think I heard on the radio this morning, basically saying it doesn't matter how you get through, it's just about getting through. That's that's the bottom line. So from that uh, point of view, I suppose it was it was job done at, uh, on in the midweek game. Uh, also joining us on the podcast for this week, uh, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Jimmy Michaelisa. I'm sure many of those listening to the podcast and, and many of those who regularly attend matches will know Jimmy very well and they'll, they'll know his face at least uh, from around the club as well and first of all Jimmy delighted to have you on today and I mean you go to all the games I mean what, what's your take on the last week or so following your your beloved team? Oh, look guys we we all have ups and downs and it all just seems to come in cycles and it, it, I think it, it, it's hurt particularly this 
this last week after the high we were all on leaving the Oval uh, after that victory and, and to go from there to to a couple of performances where, where we've been coming out of the, the gates, the showgrounds, feeling sad and, and down and hurt and, and just frustrated maybe. Uh, you know, but, you know, I'm a great believer in cycles and I think we'll bounce back and I hope we're going to do the bounce back on Saturday. Uh, we've we've struggled against the team we're playing on Saturday in recent years and, and uh, I'm hoping what's happening on Saturday might just help to lift the team and lift everybody and, and we'll get back to winning ways again. Yes, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. And uh, you did mention what is happening on Saturday and, and there's a very special uh, event taking place at the showgrounds on Saturday and you yourself, Jimmy, and the organisation that you're involved with as well, the Hummingbird Project, which uh, has a, a base in Port Stewart. And it's a very important day. I think the event is called Hughes of Blues. And for those who aren't maybe aware of what's taking place or even the Hummingbird Project, safe to say, Jimmy, mental health and mental well-being is at the centre of A, what the Hummingbird do, and also what's taking place this weekend. If you can maybe explain a little bit about what is happening. Of course, Damien. Uh, yeah, I mean, this has been in the making, I suppose, for, for probably well over a year, what we're planning here. Um, World Mental Health Day is next Tuesday, the 10th of October. And what we decided to do was pick the match closest to that and do something a little bit special at the showgrounds, uh, to mark World Mental Health Day. So we have a, a at Hummingbird a partnership with the football club, a community mental health partnership. We've been delivering our free kick programme over the last year. And um, what, what we've planned for Saturday is uh, that we will have a thousand flags in the showgrounds, a huge of blues flag. Now to explain maybe what cues of blues is, because there 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 are a lot of hashtags running around at the minute around what we're doing. Uh Hughes of Blues is the name that we've given to the partnership with the football club. So everything we do is under that banner. And we have a logo for the Hughes of Blues, and, and that logo has now been turned into a flag. And um what we're what we're planning to to do is as I say, they have a thousand of those big three by two flags in the stadium and 500 smaller hand waving flags as well. And they, the object here is to put mental health front and center. Uh, you're right. That's, that's what we do in the Hummingbird project. Uh, that's our, our stock and trade every day of the week is working with and helping people to, to overcome mental health struggles. And, I guess Saturday is well. There's two things really for me. You know, it's it's about marking that occasion. It's about about uh, as a club and as a partnership making a really bold statement and saying, you know, we care about the mental health of our fan base, our local community, and I suppose the other side of it is we want to lift the team. I I, I kind of feel at times that 
Atmosphere-wise in the showgrounds, things can be very quiet. Sometimes we're a lot louder when we go away. And I, I think what we're trying to do really is bring a bit of colour and a bit of noise to the game on Saturday and and produce something that I don't I don't believe anyone has ever really done in an Irish League club before, and that's to absolutely fill the place with colour and as much noise as we can make when we're doing that. It sounds like a, a very, very good initiative to me. And like mental health, Jimmy, is one of those things that we keep hearing about, you know, and, and oftentimes, I don't know, you know, people sometimes maybe don't give it the seriousness with what it deserves. And, you know, from your own point of view, I mean, how did you get involved with Hummingbird in, in the first place? And, I mean... It's difficult for some. I suppose sometimes, Jimmy. I don't know. Is it difficult for people to talk about their own mental health? Is that part of maybe the bigger problem? You know, like there's we're three males on here now, and there is sometimes a bit of a barrier or a problem for some to actually open up and just talk about their own mental health. Is that is that a problem? Is that is that is that would I be right in thinking that? Yeah, you are. You're absolutely right, Damien. I mean, uh, suicide is the biggest killer of men under 40. That 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 is a fact. And, and uh, you know, tr- traditionally men, men don't talk about this stuff to each other. You know, we meet our mates at the game on Saturday or whatever, and, and, and you know, you, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I all good, all good. And everything's bright and rosy, but you, you just never know, you know, behind that facade, what's going on in that person's life. And it it it's strange, you know, because uh leaving the game a couple of a couple of weeks back, uh, I, I uh, this man was a stranger to me. I recognized his face as being a bandsider, but you know, he said to me on the way out, how you doing? I said, I'm grand. What about you? And he said, well, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, I'm not in a good place at the minute. And we stopped and we had a chat about that. But that doesn't happen often enough. All too often we just go, I'm fine. I'm all good. And and us men are not good at this stuff. Now, one of the things that, that that's that's brought me a lot of pleasure in, in uh, recent times is you know, the men that have come along and indeed some women as well and got involved in the free kick programme because that that's a, an opportunity for people to to really talk and share some of the issues they're struggling with and how that's impacting on them, you know. And, you know, how did I get into all this stuff in the first place? That's that's a really good question, Damien. You know, I I can trace my mental health struggles right back to the age of 16, and I'm sitting here now, I'm 62. And I suppose the good news behind that is, yeah, you you can recover from mental health issues. You can learn to live with them and manage them. And you can go on and have a valuable uh, life and, and make a contribution to society. And, and I guess that's why, you know, I became involved with Hummingbird in the first place. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I had to leave my career uh, when I was quite young. You know, I was I was, I was ten years ago. So uh, at the age of fifty-two, I re- retire, had to retire from 
from a job that I, I enjoyed, from 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 uh, a career that I hoped would last for at least another ten or fifteen years, and that was to, to do that. That was all down to to my mental health at that time, and and I suppose uh, that my inability to carry on at that time and 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 cope with the sheer stress and pressure of day to day work and life. And I gathered myself together and dusted myself down for for a few months after that. It was a tough time for me. It was a very dark time, but because uh, lots of stuff happened all, all at once. Um, marriage broke down, lost access to my kids, all all sorts of stuff that 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 really led me into pretty a pretty dark place. But you know. When you do reflect on all of that and 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 gather your strength back again and and talk to the right people and reach out and get the help you need, when you do that, you do come out the other side of these things, and it is possible to do it. And recovery is possible for anyone who's struggling with their mental health. That's the good news. Um, so I suppose. After being through all of that, I thought I want to give something back, and uh, I worked with the the Northern Trust for a while, helping to set up their recovery college, and then after that, I worked for a little while in an acute psychiatric ward as a peer support worker, just bringing my lived experience in mental health to other people who were there and and struggling at that time. And then the opportunity came along to join Hummingbird in the early days of that organisation, and that's eight years ago now. It it it's uh, it, I don't know where those those years have gone, but you know the the thing that brings me hope always is the 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 impact that we've had over that period of time on other people's lives, and and you know we're surrounded by them now, our volunteers and our staff, and they we all have our own lived experience in mental Ill health. And I think that's what makes Hummingbird a little bit different and why we might be seen as a wee bit quirky, uh, a wee bit disruptive even within our own sector. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, I think uh, bringing this to the fore on Saturday, bringing this mental health issue to the fore and saying, Look, you know, physical health, we're all concerned and we can stand and talk about our operation or, or our latest physical ailment, whatever it might be. But the other side of that is our mental health. And and we all have it. And it can happen to any of us that we find ourselves struggling. So these are the sort of messages I think we want to try and get out on, on Saturday at the Flag Day. Uh, we, we, we've called it Where You There. And and uh, we've called it that for a very good reason. Uh, we want to try and pack the showgrounds out as best we can. So we hope people will turn up. We hope they'll come along and buy their flag. There are various outlets, which I can tell you about if you wish. Uh, but we expect that, you know, we will have all of the flags on display on Saturday. It will be a bit of a spectacle, a bit of an extravaganza. We hope everybody enjoys it. And we expect that, you know, most of the flags will, will be sold either on Saturday or after the event because the Where You Dare campaign to raise funds for our partnership with the club, that runs right, <clears throat> right through to the end of October. 
very good. Um, I mean, Johnny, it's uh, as what Jimmy's saying is very important as well because I'll be honest here, you know, like I don't probably talk openly about my mental health, and it's just probably something that you were just brought up. You just get on with stuff. You didn't talk about that kind of things. I suppose it's maybe how you're brought up and you're a product of your environment and whatever. But you know, I, I would rarely maybe be honest and, and say about my own mental health, but that's just something in generally hopefully touch what I'm okay. But it's it's very important, Johnny, isn't it? That that we all and then we're all males and they're like we all exist in this world where 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 lads get together and it's all banter and it's all bravado and it's all everybody you know but underneath that I suppose not everybody's well all the time and it's it's an important thing that Jimmy and the hummingbird are doing. Yeah like obviously mental health is massive Damien and you know never more so than now with the world of social media and, and everyone else that goes with it. So yeah, look, I think like my dad was in a bus, I think, coming down for a fella in the Glentor match or someone other match there recently. And I think they got chatting and I think he made he maybe met up with him. And I think just things weren't too good in the other guy's life. And it's just weird how football sort of brings everyone together. You know, it's it's, it's men or, or women obviously going to match, they support their team and they're all there for the one cause. Yet they could go there with, with one problem, some they could have a multitude of problems. People could, could think they have no problem. So, no, yeah, I think it's good they obviously open up and. And seek help um whenever you need it and yeah it's obviously like a, without being sex it's obviously like a man's thing they sort of you know pretend nothing's pretend everyone's okay don't speak and you know act the not act the big man but you know but but don't you know maybe show your emotional side so um no yeah I think obviously mental health that's it's massive you know it's it's one of the biggest things now probably probably in the world let's, let's be totally honest and like I interviewed Carl Frampton um last week for for the paper and. He's a big advocate for mental health, um. So he is, and and he spoke about it, and in, in terms of how major it is in North Belfast, obviously where where, where he grew up. So, so no, yeah. Look, I, I think you know, I think I think it's really important they they market, um. Obviously, World Mental Health Day, and and I think it's actually a really good thing that that you know there's a there's an enterprise so close to the showgrounds who want to be so heavily involved with the football club, and it's a very unique opportunity for, for everybody and. You know, well, you know, I know there's thousands of flags there and colourful and everything else, but if that day can just help one person, well, then obviously it's been job done. So, um, yeah, no, I, th- I think the club um, obviously have got behind it and, and it'd be really, really good to, 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 to see everything in, in, in action. Yeah, the club, the club deserve a lot of credit for their partnership with the Hummingbird in general and and, and on this one uh, in particular. Um. And as you say, Johnny, just the fact that the, the football club and the Irish League is able to raise the profile of such an, a, an important event is massive in itself. And as you say, if it can help at least even one person at the weekend, then from Jimmy's point of view, it's like job done, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know that that that's what all these things are there for. It's initiatives and. I know the free kick program. I know my dad was on it, and he spoke spoke highly about it and, and things like that. So, yeah, look, I think they have such you know resources available more or less at your doorstep. You know, is, is unbelievable, and you know it's at the football club as well. And I think some of the times they might have been doing the sessions and and the first team or training in the background, and it's just wee things, and it's just people coming together and you know go obviously just go through a few exercises and speaking to each other and people getting out and hopefully getting a smile on their face and everyone else. So. 
um, Jimmy will be definitely more in tune about about all that more than me. But you know, I, I just think in general, I just think Man the Hulf is, is absolutely massive. Um, and you know, if if if, if things are done to help it, well, then sure, why 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 not get behind it? Yeah, and we had a bit in the paper this week, the story, and there's a nice picture of of a smiling Lyndon Kane, Jimmy, with the, the guys from the free kick. And how important is it? And, and how much of a part do the, the, the first team players and the management at the club get involved? And how much does that help you as a, as a group? Yeah, the, the, you know, the club have been great. The, you know, the club have... Provided us with the the facilities to 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 you know carry on our our our, our free kick program and you know it, it's great. London London came along. We've been working over the last five weeks with a group from the different needs supporters club, and uh, you know I have to say I I don't think I've ever worked with. A, a, a more wonderful punchy young folk. They they were absolutely fantastic, and they we had a group of their parents along as well for the five weeks. So that added another layer to to you know the that magic that happens in the room when we get people together, and uh, you know having having London support, having support of of you know directors about the club. You know Mark Kay and Brian McNeil. These guys are. Are so supportive of what we do, and and you know, I, I, we couldn't we couldn't do this this uh, without you know we couldn't we couldn't put on an event like Saturday without the support of the club, and and I know you know there, you always run into rules and regulations around things, and there's some things you just can't do that you would love to do, but you know we 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 work together, and that's 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 the main thing. Um, you know, an example of of you know the club. The club said, "Yeah, look, let's do kids for a quid on Saturday." And something like that to me is just so vitally important because getting these messages, these mental health messages, out to young people that that's the most important demographic for me is that really young kids are are hearing about this stuff early on in life so that they so that they know to be prepared for it you know and and free kick will will roll out to school kids in the future as well that's that's the next one of the next steps that we plan to take with it and getting local schools involved and we'll have seven local primary schools involved i believe on on saturday uh and in the little ceremony we're going to do and uh, you know, again, that the club have been great. I, I met with, with Chris Phyllis down down at the showgrounds the other morning and, and we we walked and talked through what's going to happen, ironed out any wee difficulties there might be around it. And you know, it, it, it it's about all working together and all working together for the right reason. And and uh you know, I I, I think I I think the bandsiders are, are leading on this the way you know they lead on many things and 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 Irish League football and I think they're taking the lead on this as well and that's great. Yeah, because I was just going to ask you, Jimmy, is this the first for the Irish League, for example? Well, I'm not aware that that there there is any any other Irish League club with a formal 
community mental health partnership attached to it. I I'm not aware of it now. I I I I could be corrected on that at some stage, but that's fine, you know. But it's interesting for us because uh, uh, Hummingbird have recently been approached by other big clubs, <laughs> if I can put it that way, within the league, asking us, you know, would you come and do that with us? That 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 thing you're doing, whatever it is. <laughs> and, you know, my answer to that is, well, yes, but not yet. Uh, because my, my heart, my heart lies in 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 Korean uh, FC and and our community here in Causeway Coast and Glens. That's that's where we want to focus our efforts over the next few years. And um, you know, we've. With plans for several other projects that we want to roll out, and in due course we'll 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 talk about those. But you know, um, as far as I know, what we're doing is a first, and I think Saturday will certainly be a first. I don't think I don't think uh, I can recall any other match where there's been a, a a display like this before, and and people standing up and flying the flag for mental health. And what is there like um for those that may be listening? Is there a, an itinerary of of time? Is there something happening pre match, or is there anything formal happening, or is it just a, a flag day, or what way does it okay. work? Yeah, well, our team will be coming on site with twenty five volunteers around one o'clock. We'll do a wee briefing. Uh, school kids arrive about two o'clock. Uh, probably around 20 to 3 or so, the, the kids will go out and they'll line up in front of the Jack Doggerty stand with their flags. We'll do a wee line-up, we'll do a wee interview, uh, we'll say something about the day and and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, talk about how we're going to display our flags for one specific moment. Now, I would have loved to have been able to have a minute silence or... And you know, a minute of something just before kickoff, you know, we but we have to live within within the rules and regulations with with Niffle around stuff like that. And so, you know, the occasion will be marked with the crowd at around quarter to three. Uh, and you know, my advice is for everybody, as many as possible, to get there early on Saturday. Get your flag. You can buy them. You can borrow them. We will have all thousand flags in there on the day, and and to be to be a part of what I think is going to be a little bit of history, really, you know. And I think the flag itself will be a little bit of history, and that there's only a thousand of them available, and that's it, you know. Um, but a real collector's flag, item there, Jimmy. Well, I think I think it will be. Yes, I think it will be, and I know I know that that. You know we've had we've had flags flying out of the shop online. You know, so people are uh, even expats that that bandsiders that can't be there on Saturday are starting to snap these up as well. And yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things that many people want to have hanging on their wall. And very good. I mean, Johnny, what Jimmy's talking about there, it is almost um. An exceptional day because I, I don't recall anything like this happening before, and I think that the guys that behind us at the club and, and the hummingbird deserve an enormous amount of credit for it. And it's even just getting the young ones involved because, particularly, young people 
like you mentioned earlier, young people on social media, they're really the ones, I suppose, that looking ahead to the future that potentially have the biggest problems with regard to mental health. Yeah, 100%, Damien. And, you know, no matter what age group it is and male or, or female or, or anybody, you know, I think this is just a big, big chance they, they just do something mm. and, and they raise awareness that, that obviously raising awareness of mental health is so important, but it's probably never been done in this way, which is even even more sort of reason that if you, if you know what I'm trying to say. So, and yeah, I'll be, you know, for example, I'll be interested to see what Glen Avon fans think who are there at quarterly three, you know, well, you know, you know, for example, you know, they've probably never seen anything like that either. And, and it's all part of the drive, obviously, of the community and, and Corey and being in the centre of that and everyone else. So, no, yeah, look, I think football plays a massive part um, in that there. There's, you know, we speak about it all the time. There's there's people at the ground who probably don't bother as much with other people in their own lives apart from whenever they go and see them on a three o'clock on a Saturday and they speak to the same people and do the same thing. So, no, yeah, like me, I th- like me and you, Damien. So, but I think, um, no, I, I, I do think it's a, it's a really, really good opportunity for, for Corey and they, they do something different for, for such a good cause and, and fingers crossed. I think the Wellers to be an absolute scorcher on Saturday as well. So, I may tell my dad they wear factor fifty in his in his head and, and things like <laughs> don't, that. You, don't don't you be abandoned at them now. I know, so um but no listen, I think it's gonna be you know, I think it's gonna be very interesting to see to see what happens and, and I think a lot of hard work is going on between a lot of people at the club and, and fingers crossed that they get the awareness and there's a colourful and, and everyone else that goes with it. You know, I'm just thinking here when we're having this conversation, right? It's about mental health and it's about football club and it's everything else. And the big event is happening on Saturday. And I'm just thinking to myself, sometimes what we almost forget is the players and the management in in all of this. And again, I'm sort of harking back again, I suppose, to like social media. And it's not Korean specific. It just, has, just doesn't happen to Korean or whatever. But I'm just thinking, you know, footballers and the management at all clubs probably suffer more than almost anybody in terms of criticism on social media, various outlets, etc., etc. And Jimmy, you maybe understand this better that, you know, players and management at all clubs, not just Korean take an absolute barrage of criticism in various social media forms and well you know do we do we not think that these guys are all human too at the end of the day and do we ever stop to think about what impact things they got may happen on individuals yeah i think you're right damien i i think if most football managers had their way they they wouldn't they wouldn't allow their players uh to be on social media at all. Uh they they there there was a barrage of abuse this week uh on a number of the, the social media sites, particularly on Facebook, about the performances that we we've seen and, and you know, attacking specific players and and uh attacking the manager and calling for him to go and and you know, all of, all of this stuff hurts. It 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 hurts, you know, and and it, putting that negativity out there does have its impact. You know, at a, at the very time where we should be rallying behind the team and the manager 
uh, we're doing, you know, the reverse. But, you know, the thing, the thing that I always notice is <coughs> it's generally a very small group of people and it's generally the same people who, who go down that route. Uh, the vast majority of us who are passionate, resilient, proud, it, we, we, we're silent. We remain silent in it. And, you know, I, I, I took to social media, which is not like me. I took to social media on Sunday and I put up a post on, I think it was the FCFC site, uh, just saying, you know, at, at a moment like this, of course it hurts. It hurts every one of us when we're walking away from a game and it hasn't been a good day for us. That hurts. But, you know, uh, we're the best supporters in the Irish League. Other, other clubs other clubs look at us and I think, you know, in, in many respects, I think some clubs envy the support we have in the showgrounds they, and they love to see us coming. They wouldn't admit that, but they love to see us coming if we're going to the Oval or Solitude or wherever it is we have because we bring a bit of banter and a bit of crack and a bit of colour and, and we certainly bring passion with us. So, but uh, you're right, you know, that... that that negativity that's put out there, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and I'm not trying to not trying to to quell your no. your absolute right to express your opinion. Anybody can do that. That's fine. Freedom of speech, folks. Go <laughs> go ahead. But uh, yeah, I do I do worry that that about the impact that that has on the team, and and you know, uh, there's there's some there's some frightening statistics around uh, young people in particular and mental health that 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 I think we need to get out there on Saturday and we will we'll be we'll be pumping messages onto the big screen on Saturday and that some of them are very hard hitting and you know I'll give you one example in in 16 year olds and this is this is this is not me just coming up with a figure out of there this is this is this is uh, uh, from from studies that have been carried out. Sixteen-year-olds at the minute, thirty-three percent of the young men have some form of mental health condition, and fifty-three percent of young women are the same. One in one in one in six young people have uh, self-harm in their lives. You know, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, some of these are the same young people who are going on to social media and spouting because that's their outlet. That's their way of getting stuff out there, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, those statistics are, are, are crazy. I mean, as a father of a teenage daughter, you know, it's it's always something that's in your head, you know. Um, I'm no different. Like all parents of, of teenage children and particularly daughters, I suppose it's it's always a fear, if you like, or something that you're 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 conscious of and you're aware of, and that you're always mindful of, if if you pardon that sort of pun. But uh, yeah, get back to what you were saying about negativity and, and social media. And again, I'll back you up. Nobody uh, is trying to censor, you know, in terms of everybody, as you say, has a freedom of speech, but. You know, we're we're on here. We're talking about mental health and and an association with football, and and sometimes we maybe don't think about 
the repercussions or the implications of the things that we say or write or we post. I mean, Johnny, you you know as well as I do. You know, we all, none of us like losing. None of us like when our team plays badly, whether that's Korean or teams across the water that we all follow. But you always have to just, I suppose, put it into context, if for want of a better word. Yeah, like I'm genuinely scholared reading the social media abuse of the players and the management. And look, recent performances haven't been good enough. There's nobody that knows that more than the board calling the players. You know, like they, they they're not superhuman where they don't see that. You know, or blind. They're not blinded, but they, like you know, they're not going to come out and say we played brilliant today when they could beat five 0 They're not. You know, um. But I'm just honestly sickened by the whole thing, and I, and I genuinely mean that. And. Uh, I said this to you last night or, or Tuesday night at the match. Like whenever I was away on my holiday and put the phone down, it was the best week of my life. So I don't have to read it. I swear to God, um, I'm just I just I just don't know how somebody can go behind a screen and type a message giving abuse to people. I just I, it baffles me, and it's the same names doing the exact same thing over and over again. I just don't get it. Um, at the end of the day, like the players aren't prima donnas where they don't have social media. They all have social media. They all see the comments. Um, whether or not they, they care or, they, or they're just immune to it now, I just don't know. But I just don't get, you know, yes, obviously have an opinion. It's, it's not, we're not in Russia or somewhere like that where you're banned from, from speaking about things. But again, I, I just, I, I honestly, I, I just don't fathom just going behind. Yes, look, there's nobody more frustrated on a Saturday when you get beat than me. There's the hundred percent. There's I can a, I can vouch for I can vouch so for There's that. a fine line between finding your frustration between yourselves or going on social media and handing out individual abuse to people. It's it's just it honestly baffles me. And yeah. and there's a fight. There's look, there's a fine line between giving an opinion saying look I don't think we moved the ball well enough or our corner kicks were terrible today and individual mistakes again. But like individually naming players and telling Lauren to go and get the F out of the club and stuff. It's just it, it honestly baffles me why people do it. I swear. It's um it's probably reflective of the society and the times that we live in, unfortunately. And I would imagine that every club and, and uh, no matter the length of breadth of UK, I'm sure has the same problems for want of a better word. But um guys, you know We'll we'll try to end this in more positive note, I suppose. Um, we lost Cliffville Crusaders, a couple of heavy beatings. Go back to some. I mean, beat Banger in the in the League Cup, bet McCain Cup, and while it wasn't pretty, it was far from it. I mean, it was it was it was hard to watch. It was hard work. Uh, um, but at the end of the day, I suppose a win is a win. You're in the next round of the of the competition, which is all um, important. Looking ahead, Johnny, to this Saturday, and, and Jimmy had mentioned it earlier, Glenavon, one of the teams that Korean traditionally really struggle against. Um, <clears throat> I haven't done my homework for Saturday yet, so it's, I can't remember the last time we actually got a positive result or a win against them, but it's one of those teams, isn't it? But Maybe the fact that Gary Hamilton's not there, uh, Stephen McDonald's in as a manager, um, maybe things might change this weekend in, in terms of results against them. Well, fingers crossed, Damien. Like, I watched their match in, on Saturday night against Lauren, and for the first half an hour, they were very, very good. They should have been two or three up by what I'm, and then obviously Robbie Garrett got sent off, and, and then Lauren obviously take control of the match and, and run out four and all victors in the end. So, they were an extra time as well on, on Tuesday night, so at least I suppose that's a wee bit of a boost, I suppose. But I, I suppose a, a player doesn't go on a Saturday thinking I played an extra half an hour on Tuesday night, you know, they'd have been training anyway. So 
Um, yeah, Glenavon are a weird one. Um, we haven't beat them since March 2020, so COVID hadn't even happened. So I've had COVID twice since we since we last beat Glenavon, uh, and definitely more hair in my head. So, but yeah, look, you, look, you just go through patches like that. Like we couldn't beat Ballymallard for love nor money, um, for a while. Um, and but then again, we had some. Was it not fourteen games we were unbeaten against Cliftonville at one stage as well? So, you just go through peaks and troughs like that, and you know, will it take a, a scrappy one 0 win with the last minute goal to finally break the duck? You know that sort of way, and you know. I don't think the players and the management reading and them do that. I just you know, there's, there's always different players on the pitch and things like that. So yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I think um, Glavins, you know, and Stephen McDonald about in record and says his remit is to stay in the league. Um, so you know, so they're they're fighting for everything down there, and it's so tight now. Like Balbina are now in six points. And I think there's three or four teams now in seven. Dungannon, Nuri, and there's somebody else down there uh, as well. So, um, yeah, it's tight. It's tight down there, and um, and they'll be and obviously going Evans the other team with seven. So they'll be wanting to they pick up as many points and, and try and stay clear of all that because it is tight, and you know teams are taking points off each other down there. And Balbin, I think, have won now two or three, maybe the last four or five matches. So, um, yeah, look, I, th- I think for Korean, we just need to concentrate on ourselves. Um, a performance would be nice. I think. I think, I think we played the same team last night, so a bit of flurry in terms of trying to keep the same team, I think, as well. You know, as I said as I said on Tuesday night, you know, three, two, maybe even two years ago, we would have sort of had an idea of the starting team and the same positions and nobody ever really moved and things like that. So I think maybe a bit of a bit of stability in that regards would be nice. And I don't know, Craig, as we with Graham Kelly, fingers crossed he's fit because we have seven centre halves at the club, I think, and I think only two of them are fit. So, um, fingers crossed that, that that he can make it. So, um, no, yeah, look, I think a win, um, a win and a performance would be great. Uh, if it's just a win, even better. Or if it's just a win, so be it. Um, but a win and performance, uh, would be would be would be ideal. Yeah, I think you're you're looking for a lot there. I <laughs> I think I just take a win at this moment in time, and we'll work on the performances. I mean, uh, Jimmy. You have everything in place on Saturday from your point of view uh, in terms of what's going on off the pitch, etc., etc. And really all you want to do to sort of put a cap on the day is just get a Korean win against Glenavon, isn't it? Oh, 100%. You know, I, 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 really, want, I really want the three points on Saturday and I just hope that the 12th man with all our flags and all our noise and large numbers, I hope, you know, I hope that just helps to lift the team as well and 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 really push them on to to put in a really good performance as well as getting the result. Uh nothing less than that'll do in Saturday for me, you know. But uh, <laughs> look at it's 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 gonna be a really a really proud day for for me, for the hummingbird, for the club to to do something rather extraordinary and and mark world world mental health day in a in a way that I don't think's been done before and and uh yeah here's hoping that just lifts the team and and uh, pro- you know projects them on to to a good result and afterwards Leo let's let's take these flags on the road with us I want them to visit every stadium in the Irish League before the end of the season. I think we can still do that, looking at the fixture list. So uh, bring our flags with us, bring the colour, bring the noise. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here's hoping for a good day, you know. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, it sounds like it. Um, everything, as you say, in place, um, bring the flags uh, to grounds afterwards. But first of all, 
let's have a good day on Saturday. Uh, Jimmy, wish you all the best of luck with everything you have planned. It sounds like it's going to be a great day, uh, an historic day in many ways for the Hummingbird Project and for Korean Football Club and the Irish League. Um, we just hope it finishes with the three points. A good display would be a bonus. Um, and then everybody can go home happy for a change for a, 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 over the last week or so. So, Jimmy uh, McAleese from The Hummingbird, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast today. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Good luck to you and the rest of your team and volunteers on Saturday. Here's hoping everything goes well for you. Um, and good luck with all your future ventures as well, Jimmy. Thank you very much. And thanks, guys, for having me on the podcast. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Uh, Johnny, thank you as ever. Um, I take it you will be at the showgrounds on Saturday. You're not being sent anywhere else or anything, are you? No, uh, pressure's on on Saturday, Damien. So uh, it's the wife's 30th birthday bash as well. So uh, oh. for the sake of that birthday party, I hope Korean won. Otherwise, it'll be a, it'll be a dull evening. Otherwise, or or I'll just have to have a few beverages. So be the crack. No, oh. listen, I think it's... Uh, the whole day on Saturday, um, both on and off the pitch, is, is really, really important. And yes, look, performances haven't been great of late, but at the end of the day, you know, we're still in the next round of the cup, but still early in the season. Try and get behind the players as best you can. There's nobody probably more frustrated with their performances than Orn and the players themselves. Um, and just try and get rally behind them because when our support is good, it's it's it is the best in the league. And it's just, you know, I think I think it's just a problem, I think, with football in general. Like you look at now people want Eric Ten Hag out of Man United. Like, you know, like I, I'm trying not to curse here, but flip me, like, you know, <laughs> just just think about what you post and social just think about what you're writing on social media before you post it and things like that. And um, <coughs> well obviously we're all disappointed when our teams don't win no you know I was half three on Saturday Corey and Rangers and Man United were all getting beat you know of course I was I was a bundle of joy but you know just think <laughs> about what you just obviously write before you, you post uh, very good right well here <clears throat> on that bright note for you you Man United Rangers and Korean supporter <laughs> we'll leave it there um Thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast. Um, uh, finally, uh, we shout out again and a thank you to the Lodge Hotel, our sponsors. Don't forget about their New Year's Eve ball and everything else they have planned around the festive season, so check that out. Uh, Jimmy, Johnny, thank you very much for your time. Uh, good luck to the guys on Saturday. I hope that will be as good a day as we all well expect it to be. Um, and we will meet again next week, as ever. Come on, the Bandsiders. Bye.